0: I'm Aaron Weintraub, and this is Inside Kurdistan. A few months ago i sat down with christine chatoluna a filipino migrant worker who came to kurdistan and has become since then sort of a community leader here in erbil and after our interview christine and i talked about opening up the topic of migrant workers in kurdistan for this podcast uh, migrant workers who come from different countries and have some similarities and differences from one another with regards to their stories uh, for future podcast episodes Uh, So this week, I'm speaking with a woman uh, we're calling Brenda, uh, who came to Kurdistan from Ghana. And in this interview, we discuss abusive situations Brenda has had to put up with, including sexual harassment and racial discrimination, as well as some of the larger uh, issues that Ghanaian workers have had to deal with. Um, To understand the system of how uh, migrant workers operate here more clearly, I'd, I'd recommend checking out my previous podcast with Christine first. But... I'll summarize briefly by saying that migrant workers usually come to the region through what are called manpower companies. And these manpower companies sign contracts with workers in their home country and are responsible for finding them work in other sectors once they're here. Maybe a construction company, uh, maybe as a cleaner in a hospital or a mall. Uh, Most of the time, Ghanaians have private families as sponsors. Sometimes that work involves cleaning or nannying uh, or working as a nurse or, or all three and more. Uh, And the abuse rate for these workers uh, with these sponsors is very high. Although with Ghanaians, uh, it's difficult to know the exact number uh, for a very important reason. And that reason is that Ghana has no formal diplomatic or legal establishment here in Iraq. And that means that workers often have to fend for themselves once they get here. Uh, Oftentimes these workers are young women who haven't traveled uh, and need work elsewhere. And that's why they sign on with these manpower companies. Uh, And these companies do not take responsibility and do not have to take responsibility for what happens to these people once they get here. And despite the exploitation that they face, uh, as well as the discouragement from their own government, there will always be Ghanaians who will sign on with these manpower companies. There will always be customers or sponsors uh, that these companies can send their workers to. Uh, There will always be work out here for them, and that is why they come. And death and and rape and theft are all major parts of the stories uh, that we're going to talk about today. And accountability is much less so because there isn't much responsibility being taken in Iraq and Kurdistan currently for workers from Ghana, nor from the Ghanaian government. So with that brief explanation out of the way, here's Brenda's story.
1: so i come here as a housemate through manpower company i did not told that uh, when you arrive you will not see your passport until two years i arrive in airport and um, the first thing the receivers they took my passport from me and they take me to their office and then uh, we passed through the process Medicals and uh, thank God I passed, so I was in the company. I don't have anything to do. I have to go and work in the house as housemaid for two years. And uh, it was not easy at all. Um, some sponsors, it's not easy. I mean, what I'm saying, people mm-hmm. know um, you find yourself in a hard situation such in some sponsors' hands.
0: You said that you worked with six different sponsors in one year.
1: Yes, I changed. Yeah. Um, I changed because uh, when I go, I find myself that I don't feel comfortable and situation is not good. Nobody tells me, but I use my mind that uh, I don't know where, I don't have any place to go unless uh, this manpower people who bring me. So I'll just tell them, uh, please, madam, I don't want to work again. Take me to office. Mm -hmm. It's not easy, but uh, you have to let them know that you two, you have to, you have your decision to make that they cannot say no. So I'll just force them. They take me and then I go to the company. My company is uh, a little bit uh, hard sometimes when you arrive. They don't ask you why you come back. They just slap you, beat you, abuse you. Sometimes they lock you in some rooms, and then uh, before they will listen to your story. After, mm-hmm. so I change first one, I change second one, and then I change until the sixth one that I find myself that uh, if I check the ones that I go there, this sixth one is better. So I decided no matter how it is, I've already finished one year. So I make my decision in that company that I'll not let them take me to another uh, sponsor for two years again. Mm -hmm. Because I told them, I've already finished one year. So I have another one year. They will not understand, but I let them know. In that office, I make them know that uh, they cannot do whatever they want to me because uh, it's two years. So if one year is finished, remaining one year. Mm. So they give me to this woman and uh, she's good. So I managed to finish and then uh, she buy my ticket after one year. I told her I want to go home and then she sent me back
0: home. So the sixth sponsor was good, but can we get into some of the issues with the first five sponsors that you had? What were some of the 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 challenges that you had with those families?
1: The families, uh, it's like the, um, the first family. It was racist. Mm. Um, I will not, I will not sit in the couch. I cannot even uh, eat no. by myself, um, like somebody will just give you one bread and one egg. They treat you like uh, everything that is in the house, you're not allowed to touch. And um, um, I remember I go to one house, this same family, they give me uh, food after they finish eating. Before, I don't know. So when they are eating... I'm upstairs working, so before I come, they just uh, said, this is your food. So one day I found out that uh, the ones that I'm eating is leftover. So I told the lady, Madam, please, uh, if you don't want to give me food, uh, tell me. But don't give me this because I'm not a dog. I need my food as it's prepared fresh, like the way you eat with your family. Give me the same food, and she got angry, so... I see it's going to bring a problem for me, so I told them I don't want to stay in this house again, so take me back to the company. Mm -hmm. On the second one, I was taking care of a sick person, which uh, they told me that uh, the person is sick, but they will help me to do everything. I decided to go with them. So I was doing it because if it is my auntie or my mother, I would take care of the person. So I decided to help them. I'm helping them. They were helping me. I'm helping them. But it got to a time when uh, the lady spoiled herself and I was trying to clean her. you see them staring at you, laughing at you like they laugh at you when you are taking care of their sick auntie or sick mother. Like you are... Removing pumpers and toilet, and excuse me to say that. So I decided this is not my problem. I can decide not to do it again. You cannot force me. So if I'm doing it and you are not appreciated, you are laughing at me, take me back to the office. I change again. And then I have another one who is very rich, very good person, but the wife has problem. They said the wife have brain problem, well I don't know, but the company who gave me to them know this situation, so one day the lady tried to slap me, and then she spit on me like with from her mouth, mm-hmm. so I told her this one you have you have do, I make problem. We start to make arguments and then i I decided not to stay again, so I changed. And the other one, too, when I go, um, this uh, boss, that is our baba. (laughs) Anytime when you are crossing and you met him like this, when madame is not there, he tried to touch your breast, Mm -hmm. touch your ass, try to abuse me, and then I told them, I told this man, Baba, please, I don't like that because it's not good for you to do that. Uh, I keep on telling him, please stop, stop. And then I decided because one day Madame will find out I I don't have anything to say. Madame will believe that I am the one who interested or maybe because this one, I told the man, stop, stop. So He's still doing it. So I decided not to go again. And then I change. And then I have another family. That is good. I finish my contract with them, and I go back.
0: So with each one of those situations, you explained your situation to the manpower company when you came back. What did they do in response? Did they do anything with the family? Did they take any legal action against the family?
1: No, because uh, when you have problem and you go to the office, you told them they listen to the one side they don't listen to you that you are telling the truth mm-hmm. they listen to because uh, you are new you don't understand the language so when your boss go there he is going to lie it's not true oh oh but what you can do you don't have any witness you don't have somebody who is saying that i saw something is true or oh, you are saying it. you are alone you are saying it mm-hmm. so your case is not a case
0: and you don't have a passport
1: yeah you don't have your passport too so, you cannot do anything.
0: So, after the first two years, uh, when your contract is up with the manpower company, what typically happens? You went back to Ghana. Yeah. Uh, and because uh, your sponsor paid for a ticket.
1: Um, she bought me uh, my ticket. Mm-hmm. And when you are working, they pay you $250 per month. So, that one, they will not use it to buy the ticket because mm-hmm. they pay you. But uh, they said it's their responsibility to buy your ticket. So she buy my ticket and I go back to Ghana.
0: Have there been situations where uh, workers do not have their ticket paid for, though?
1: Some family will say that uh, we have paid too much money in the company, so you have to buy your ticket by yourself. And some, they want to go because maybe the situation that they are in they want to go. Some too much people use their own money to buy their ticket. to the madams and their sponsors don't buy for them.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: we have heard it. Uh,
0: they do that. And with two hundred and fifty I don't know how. Okay, I don't know the the price from Airbill to Accra, for example. But I'm gonna guess that two hundred and fifty dollars a month does not cover that no. ticket. No. Yeah. So then you stay in Kurdistan potentially.
1: You have to. You have to stay.
0: Right. yeah. And then you overstay your Ikama.
1: Ikama too is problem.
0: Right. So let's talk about that. that, that that's, I think, the next step of our, our conversation is talking about people uh, and their issues with Ikama here, specifically from Ghana. Could you take me through what kinds of struggles people have uh, had to deal with once they've overstayed their Ikama?
1: Um, when you don't have uh, Ikama with you, it's a big problem in Erbil. Mm. The there's something that they said is grammar that is uh, paunanti is too much money that uh, you have to pay and sometimes uh, people don't have the money they want to do the karma but they don't have the money because it's too much like somebody a karma has spy for even just one month it's not easy it's not small money to pay so the person cannot afford, and lawyer is taking six hundred per year, and then you are paying twenty dinar for one month or two months. So the person cannot afford. So the person will say, "Okay, me, I stop," and then I stay without cow. That is not good too. But the situation has put her into that situation.
0: And what happens uh, if you go to make your case to be deported uh, and go back to Ghana? Uh, but you've overstayed your comma
1: When you decided, um, we have some friends that uh, they are tired, that they want to go because they don't have Ikama. You don't have comma, you cannot get a good job. You have to make part-time, part-time to survive. So sometimes people want to go. They said, I want to put myself into police hand for deport. And then you end yourself into big problem. Mm. Um, Maybe after you put yourself, like, I'm ready to go, but I they don't do anything wrong. But I want to put myself into police harm for deport. You end yourself in jail.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. In talking about legal responsibility, uh, and a growing issue... Uh, with, uh, for example, uh, Ghanaians, but it's it's also a general issue. Is lawyers uh, or people who say they're lawyers trying to help out uh, migrant workers here? Could you give me some examples of of some problems that have happened because of migrant workers trusting sort of the wrong legal representation?
1: We're facing this this uh, situation too much here because of uh, the person is uh, knows that uh, he or she need to. Hold the karma. So, if I want a lawyer, and somebody just introduce lawyer to me, I see the person as a lawyer. But uh, sometimes we ne- we end ourselves into wrong hand. They take us our money, and then they don't do for us. Some take advantage of us, taking too much money. That is you can hear that is too much, and then they... Make fake ones for us, especially this one that they said is Sleimani. We have one of our sister who is travel to visit home in this Christmas. She was passing through this airport a um, airport. Mm-hmm. She paid over one thousand for a lawyer that this lawyer make a camera present to her. She knows she was holding a camera. She buy tickets on her check-in. They told her that your karma is fake. So she don't know anything about it. It's lawyer who do it. Mm-hmm. Me, I don't do it Her too, she don't do it It's It's lawyer. So now she's in jail. They put her in jail mm-hmm. because of she's holding a fake karma. So
0: And nothing happened yeah. to the lawyer?
1: They were try to contact the lawyer, but uh, when you call him he don't pick. And he has make for too much people, taking too much money. Mm-hmm that all of us, we are looking for this lawyer so that our sister can come out.
0: And this a similar situation happened to you, correct? Yes. Can you can you walk me through what you did in that situation? <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, I wanted to do my karma, I think, um, three years ago. a karma was expensive. Uh, the lawyer said that you have to pay... Um, Insurance so my karma was almost one thousand three hundred. I have to pay that year. I end up putting myself into wrong lawyer who take it's not only me we have too much people that he take money from them and then when you go to his office, you don't find him and then me I try to get him. I told him, because I give my karma to him when my karma is two weeks to finish. So I don't want any grammar. So I told him, I don't want any problem. Please do it for me. And he agreed. So he take it and then he delay. He told me go to medicals. When I go, my name was not there. I go several, two times. So I decided, nobody told me he's bad, but I feel it that this one cannot do my karma. So I told him, I need my karma and give me my old Ikama back, give me my passport and my money. So I hold him and take my money. Mm-hmm. I go to Ikama, I told him by myself that if I go and I have any grammar, you are the one who has to pay. Because I told you that I don't want any grammar. So I give it to you earlier. Mm-hmm. You are the one who delay. Um, so I told him and then the, when I finish, I enter Ikama office and make the case in one office in a camera, and then uh, they told me to call him. Unfortunately, that day he was around, mm-hmm. so I called him. And then we entered the office. The officer said, uh, "You have to pay back her money because the way the, the lady is saying, you are the one who delayed. He said, "He has taken too much money from me, and he did not do it. So this one, this grandma, is not my case. Mm-hmm. He has to pay." And then I get my balance from him.
0: So you got you got very lucky. Yes, I get lucky.
1: So I tried to help the others, but it did not work. So yeah. that day, I think I was lucky.
0: How many uh, uh, Ghanaians have you heard of being arrested and put in jail because of this problem?
1: About the karma issue, too much. Yeah, too much people. They arrest them. They don't have a karma. They put them in jail. And before they come out, you have to take hire another lawyer. The lawyer is going to take like one thousand or one thousand five hundred. Said uh, I need to go to court. I need to go to court. We have to organize ourselves and bring our sister or our brother from the jail mm-hmm. because of the karma issues. Yeah.
0: How how would you go about if you're arrested in that situation getting free?
1: You cannot come out unless the lawyer because we don't go to. The Court by ourselves mm-hmm. so everybody cannot appear him or herself there, so we just talked to a lawyer that the lawyer said, "I'll bring her out or I'll bring him out. Give me this money, so until everything is finished, you' find your sister. Maybe it's not direct, it's not like fast like that, like three, four days or one week mm-hmm. said so the, the person will go to court. We have to go to court the later they will release her to come.
0: Now, the Philippines uh, actually has a special lawyer working alongside the government here in Iraq uh, for Filipino workers. Does Ghana have anyone like that that helps with legal situations, a lawyer from Ghana?
1: We don't have any lawyer from Ghana. Mm -hmm. So
0: you you have to pay out of pocket for everything? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I want to go back to uh, uh, something that you uh, talked about briefly with your first family, uh, because you faced racial discrimination with them specifically. And different demographics of migrant workers here face different kinds of issues. But specifically, I want to talk about migrant workers in Kurdistan uh, from African countries. Uh, is is racial discrimination from migrant workers here a common issue? Yes,
1: it's common. People are facing problem about this in the Kurdistan mm-hmm. too much. We face because because... Uh, I don't know because we are black or I don't know how they take us. Mm. Um, You can go to family and then (laughs) they will call all the family. Like I'll bring one black here. I'll bring one animal here or something. So everybody will come. They will come. They will laugh. It doesn't make you feel comfortable, you know. Mm -hmm. I'm like you. It's just I'm black. So, I come to your house to help you. I did not come to put anything like bathing or something, but you don't need to treat me like that. We face too much problems about that, and then the other problem is uh, how they treat us. It's a place for you to sleep is bad. Some sleep in kitchen, some sleep in, uh, under the staircase, Stand sleeping the, in the couch. How can somebody spend two years and sleeping in the couch? Mm. we re- just just in the couch. At night, you need a bed so that you can sleep good. And then you wake up in the morning and you spend this night in the couch. You wake up 6 until you go back again at uh, 1 a.m., 2 a.m. to sleep. And you wake up 7. That is not good. People are facing problems.
0: I want to pivot towards talking about not just the manpower companies, but uh, a common issue here. When I had my last interview with uh, Christine, Mm -hmm. uh, we talked about the current issue with the Filipino government uh, not having proper representation in Kurdistan. Mm -hmm. And the Ghanaian government has a similar issue here. A case you've brought to me, you've talked to me about is you try to help specifically girls that you think are in uh, tough situations. And I I was wondering if you could shine a little more light on the situations that some of these girls find themselves in when they come from Ghana, usually from villages, usually not from the city, and they come to Kurdistan, what kind of situations they can find themselves in?
1: they find themselves like um, somebody who is uh, don't know anything and um, travel first time to Kurdistan. And uh, they don't know that if you go to work or you have a sponsor that is abusing you, you can go back to the company. Some people don't know. Mm -hmm. So if I go out and I met somebody who said, uh, when you see somebody who is in contract, you see by yourself. You see how she look. you can see the person want to talk to you like you are seen a Ghanaian quickly she would just say hello are you from Ghana said yes you can see the person need to talk to you about something but it's not easy because madame is around so I just told them if you can give me your number later call me and then uh, I listen to them I hear them stories some um, the boss Try to abuse them. The boss try to, the house situation is not good. Uh, so I told them, you don't need to stay there and kill yourself. You need to change. You can go to the company and then uh, you talk to them, they will change for you. Mm-hmm. So I talked to them. Some, you can see them, they talk to you, they don't have food to eat. It's very hard for them to eat. Madam, don't give food. How can you work with somebody and you don't give the food? The person is staying with you. The person is not staying outside. That is his own. Can go out and buy food. Some, they put you in the house. You not see a gate until two years. Mm-hmm. Even to throw a bean, you don't throw a bean. You don't go out. Some can go out. Some Sometimes when they are going, they just lock you like a dog. And then they go and have fun. They come. So when you enter the house for two years, you have to stay for two years. We don't treat human beings like that. So if you have a chance, you meet me or you meet some of our friends and they help you, you are lucky. Mm. Yeah, you are lucky.
0: <laughs> if you want uh, uh, to be able to make a case about like an abuse issue that you're facing to the Ghanaian government from Kurdistan, how would you go about doing that?
1: I cannot do anything because in Ghana, um, our government uh, told us, uh, and then people were still coming. So we don't have any embassy here that if we have problem we can run into, unless uh, everything is in Kuwait that they bring us. Uh, if you want TC or if you want something, you don't have passport. You have to do anything. It has to pass through Kuwait. They make for us, so we
0: cannot do anything. So there's no official Ghanaian authority in Iraq? No. Okay. To talk about various sort of crimes that are are done against migrant workers from Ghana here, uh, for example, uh, uh, sexual abuse. What kinds of uh, uh, places can you go to if you you have physical or sexual abuse uh, uh, committed against you from a sponsor?
1: when you have that problem some people don't know where to go if you know first thing you have to go back to your company to make this complaint to them mm-hmm. and secondly if you have uh you know where rights <laughs> writers you can go run to them and tell them they do help us a lot and sometimes you can run into seed foundation them so they are very good they help us they will listen to your case. If the case is serious,
0: they will come through the case and rescue you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Something we discussed before was uh, uh, there have been deaths uh, in the Ghanaian community from service due to uh, uh, worker abuse. Could you give me some of the examples of some people who have died here uh, because of that?
1: Uh, we have uh, a tough situation last year. We bury one of our sister who is working with the madame. She was sick and they did not take care of her until the kids get out of hand before they take her to hospital and she passed away. So we bury her here. And we have another situation that one girl is in mock now. Um, She's uh, working in the house. The madame told her to clean the... They live in uh, in the story building. How can somebody clean a glass, a louvres, um, Like, it's not, how can you tell somebody to crime a louvres up and clean? And the girl fell down. At once, the head was open. So that girl, too, is in the mock. She's dead. And then uh, maybe the case is in the police. So they, when they finish, they will release for us. Oh, we'll very. And um, that is, uh, we lost our brother. That one, she, he was sick him he was sick, and then he he died here, and then we bury him to I think yesterday yeah
0: when these cases happen, do the families that are 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 providing sponsorship to these workers do they face any legal consequences for no, this? no mm-hmm. no they don't. What uh, legal consequences, for example, would a manpower company have in that case? Would there be any consequences for the company that that person works for?
1: No. When it happened like that, I think uh, they just make it... Because when you are dead, you don't have anything to express yourself. You're gone. You're gone. Mm. I am not there with her. I am not there. So she was the one who can speak, and the person is dead. So it make them take themselves free, mm-hmm. you know? So... We don't have anything to do unless uh, we just bury the person and then we let it
0: go. Do those bodies make it back to Ghana? It is not easy
1: for us to take the bodies too much money Mm -hmm. as uh, making a dead cargo is too much money. And the person is dead. If even we take the body home, we cannot do anything with it. It's finished. So maybe the family will try to talk to us here we have uh leaders uh, that we are here we help a lot so uh, this one please help us and then we bury her and then we make a video and something to send them back home for them to see that their daughter or their son is gone so that we send for them and then it's finished
0: what uh would you say specifically to uh the Kurdistan regional government and also to the Ghanaian government about what situations here need to change? With IKAMA, with legal representation, with any sort of the issues that we've listed today, what, what would you say specifically?
1: I will say that uh what uh we will like to have is to make the karma so easy for us so that uh, the lawyers will not take too much money from us because I don't think uh, $600 per year goes to their directs because we pass through them. Mm -hmm. Uh, So the lowest is $600. Mm -hmm. Some take more than $600. I have friends who do karma for $800 per year. Mm -hmm. I have friends who do $900 per year. So if the government can help us, if somebody have the karma, if like I was I am holding a karma and I have to renew. There's some paper that is going to they have to give us to support us. So that maybe we can do it by ourselves or if a lawyer can help, it cannot be higher than that. It's too much. Mm. Six hundred dollar per year is too much and eight hundred dollar per year is too much for us. So I plead to Kurdistan government to come to our aid and help us so that the Ikama will calm down.
0: And what would you say uh to other Ghanaian workers uh who might listen to this podcast, uh might listen to this interview, what would you say to, to other people working here from Ghana?
1: I will tell everybody who listen to this uh um podcast uh, to see herself or himself that uh everything is going to be okay. I hope this year we have this opportunity to pass through this uh podcast and we, we have given our message. Definitely, maybe it's going to get to a good place and then we will have a favor in Kurdistan government so that we will stay here and safe and then we'll be okay. Mm. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Well, Brenda, I really want to thank you uh, for coming forward today and and talking about uh, uh, some really difficult topics. It's very brave of you to come, and um, uh, thanks for giving me your time today.
1: Okay, you're
0: welcome. I'd like to thank Brenda once again for coming in to give her story. Inside Kurdistan is brought to you by the Kurdistan Information Network, and you can check out our podcast on KurdistanIn.net. Be sure to subscribe to us on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you have any questions or comments, you can reach out to us at info at KurdistanIn.net. Thanks so much. I'm Aaron Weintraub, and this has been Inside Kurdistan.